Welcome to the Unsuck On You podcast. I'm Lindsay Andrews, a recovering codependent, stepping outside my bubble to talk about all things codependency and returning to oneself. Tune in for lighthearted and empowered conversations with experts and recovering codependents. All are welcome as we navigate sticky topics such as boundaries, speaking our needs, letting go, and standing in our power. Let's get unstuck together. Welcome to the show, where we're taking a deep dive into the world of boundaries with expert Comedy Wood. She's a certified professional coach and CEO of Live Joy Your Way, and she's sharing all the tips and tricks with us on how to set healthy boundaries in all aspects of life. She shares her thoughts on codependence versus interdependence and even recommends a must-read book to help all of us on our boundary-setting journeys. So join us as we explore the topic of boundaries and how fences are actually a good thing. I think I emailed you over a, a ton of questions, series of questions, all about boundaries. And I really wanted to put myself in... <laughs> The position of the place of what it feels like when you just don't even know where to start with boundaries. And I've been a codependent person my whole entire life, recovering, so to speak. And so I wanted to start really to start at the complete baseline of your perspective of what boundaries are, why they are important. Maybe we just start there and see where we go. Absolutely. So my perspective on boundaries, let me give you, if I get too long-winded, you just tell me and I'll draw it back. Absolutely. But there are three types of boundaries. There are porous boundaries, rigid boundaries, and what I would consider healthy boundaries. When we're talking about porous boundaries, it's really, I equate that the metaphor I use oftentimes with people is like a house of cards where we are saying, okay, here's my boundary. I don't want you to do this, or this is the line. And then as soon as somebody pushes back, it's blows on your house of cards and it completely falls apart. That's why we consider porous boundaries where it's, I'm putting this line in the sand. And then as soon as somebody pushes, no, it's fine. Never mind. Forget it. I was just kidding. Right. Mm -hmm. That's about those. Then we have the rigid boundaries, which I equate to building a wall. It's very much, this is my line. And there's absolutely no way that we can have a conversation about this. I'm over here. You're over there. And we're completely separate. Those are really rigid boundaries. Now, there are times in life when those are required. Like, for instance, if you are in a a toxic relationship that includes abuse, and I'm talking verbal or physical, no contact is an example of a rigid boundary. Mm -hmm. I am not going to allow you on my side of the wall. So there are times when those are definitely very useful and we need them. Much like porous boundaries too. There are times when maybe we've set a boundary and it's like, Mm -hmm. well, actually, it's fine. I really, I, I really didn't mean that. And it's actually okay. Then, of course, we have the healthy boundaries, which I equate to building a fence. And the reason why I use the metaphor of a fence is because with fences, they can be moved. Uh, We can see through them. We can talk through them. So we can hear through them. And we can open a door and let somebody in and out of our area. But what it still does is it builds this line. It draws a line of what's okay for me. Like on this side of my fence, this is okay. Versus on the outside, this is not okay. And so with those healthy boundaries, we're not completely isolating ourselves from somebody else. We are simply giving ourselves permission to say what we're willing to accept and what we're not willing to accept. And this goes for ourselves as well. What am I willing to accept for myself and what am I not willing to accept for myself? So with those three types of boundaries, then of course you have the different 
you take that and then you extrapolate and say, okay, well, where do these exist? And they exist in all areas of our life. We can have material boundaries, which are all about these are my things and this is who I'm allowing to use my things. You can have emotional boundaries, recognizing that your feelings are absolutely yours. They're 100% valid. You don't need to justify them to somebody else and you get to have them. Nobody gets to tell you your feelings don't matter. That would be an example of a healthy boundary. Like my feelings matter and I'm going to honor my feelings. Mm -hmm. Mental boundaries. You get to think what you're going to think. You don't have to just give in to somebody else's thoughts. This happens with codependents a lot where they will have a thought around something. Maybe in a codependent relationship, their partner has an alternative thought and they immediately let go of their thought. That would be an example mm-hmm. of a porous boundary. There are just other boundaries too. We have sexual boundaries. We get to say who, with who, when, how, all of that. Financial boundaries. Where are we going to spend our money? Are we going to loan money? Those are, that's another example of a boundary. And then of course, like spiritual boundaries. What are my beliefs? What are, what do I believe? And giving ourselves permission to recognize that we get to determine that for ourselves doesn't, we don't have to just go along with what somebody else says or mm-hmm. so it was quote unquote the right thing to believe or think. Those are just some examples off the top Those of my head. Those are great examples. <laughs> and I like the word porous. I hadn't quite. I hadn't quite categorized the boundaries in that way and it helps me. And even the, in the fence analogy, I like literally started like having tears in my eyes for some reason. I'm like, I wonder what that's all about for me. Cause I'm like, why am I tearing up? But it was such a beautiful expression of it's the fence does not mean that nobody can come and go, but we mm-hmm. decide who we open the gate for. Right. Yes. Yes, um, exactly. So I really like those analogies and I then how you're even going a little bit deeper to talk about spiritual, sexual, mental, that mental is huge. So what I think about no boundaries, like, and oftentimes codependents start off with, they just don't, they don't even understand what their own boundaries are. I'm so curious, where does someone start? Where does somebody begin if they're like, oh my gosh, I don't have boundaries with my spouse. I don't have them Mm -hmm. with my kids. I'm like a mess at work. What do you suggest to some of your clients who might be struggling with how to start? setting boundaries start. Yeah. Yeah. Where we normally start is starting. We, the starting point is identifying what your specific core needs are as your own being and self. What is it that I need? That is the question because most often with codependence, especially the lack of acknowledgement and awareness of what we need right? As a codependent, what we need, it's not, we're not even aware of it because we've spent so long making sure that we're taking care of everyone else and deferring to what they need and what they want. So when we're starting to set boundaries, it's so important to bring to the awareness, what is it that I even need? What is it it that I even want? Because when that becomes clear, now you can start figuring out what what steps and actions am I going to commit to, to start building that fence, that, that healthy boundary that says this is okay. And this is not okay. Really what you do is you sit down and you look at your different life domains. You look at things like friendships. You look at things like romantic relationships, family relationships, financial health and wellness. You look at all of the major life domains, the major pillars that we talk about. And we ask ourselves that very question. So, okay, now that I know my needs in each of these areas, what's okay for me and what's not okay. Because right there, you're starting to plan out and map out your blueprint of what actually your boundary system will be. And it's important to recognize that your boundaries, Lindsay, are going to be different than mine, comedy, right? And it's okay. It's okay to give ourselves permission to make our boundaries specific to us because 
then we're really honoring who we are as individuals. That's so good. Yeah. I remember when I started this journey for myself, it was really hard for me to even identify what the need was. Like, what do I need? Sometimes it was just, I'd like for somebody to hear me or at least give me the space to say the thing that I need to say. And so it was very foundational level for me. And not that the people in my world disrespect me. It's it's more of a, just an example here. Yeah. Because you're so focused on other people and what they need and what they're thinking and worried about. You're in their worlds, kind of dancing around in their worlds. You step outside of that. And it's like you're looking in the mirror, but you're not recognizing who you're looking at. One of the challenges for codependent people is that being able to assert themselves, Mm -hmm. be able to communicate the boundary. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that feels, oh my gosh, I am at the bottom of the mountain and I got to climb all the way up there. It feels that powerful and daunting and like you've got a big old backpack on your back and you're like, there's no way I'm going to make it. And so I'm curious what your thoughts are or maybe some of the strategies that you use. And maybe it's just simple statements, but what do you do in terms of like when people are really struggling to say the thing they need to say? So that's actually a really great question. And the one thing that I will say to people who have not had boundaries before, it's taking it slow in terms of being really kind and compassionate to themselves prior to. It actually does take time to give yourself the ability to come to that place of radical acceptance that no matter what happens on the other side of me setting this boundary, I'm going to be okay. Mm. I can radically accept whatever the response is because I'm no longer attached to whether or not this person accepts my boundary. Mm. I'm in a place of I'm in acceptance of, and I'm, I'm recognizing that I need this boundary. The truth is people who love us and respect us and honor who we are, they may not like our new boundary. They will have a, they'll have issues with it. I'm not, there's no sugarcoating this. When we haven't had a boundary and we start setting one, people are going to have a reaction to it because they're human. Yeah. (laughs) Most often, like a pebble being thrown in the water, there will be ripples with a pebble, but eventually the water settles back down. Most people who are meant to be in our world, they're going to settle back down. They're going to be like, okay, this is the new normal. I'm good. People who don't settle back down are the people who were benefiting from our lack of boundaries and only want to be in relationship with us with that as the semblance of how our relationship works. And then it's really up to us to say, I'm okay letting that relationship go. That's right? really super powerful. That's powerful. And, and that's just, really <laughs> important, right? That's when you're starting to take your own power back. Yeah, That's when you're getting to say, I'm deciding for myself. But it's also not to rush into it, right? And it's very important to recognize, okay, I this is going to take effort. And so then it's not to go and start setting boundaries with 100 people at once. It's to start pick, figuring out how I'm going to start doing this and building that muscle around setting boundaries. So maybe you set a boundary with somebody that's not super scary. So like for instance, maybe setting a boundary with the teacher at school for your kids. It's, I really would appreciate a meeting to have the papers spent, sent home once a week to be signed rather than <laughs> you sending them out every day. Yeah, I'm, I'm playing with that. There are areas where the boundaries aren't so risky and we can start there and start building into the more complex ones that that need to set boundaries around. (laughs) As you were saying that, I'm like, I remember a time where that would be really hard for me to do. I'm like, oh, 
I'm going to hurt her feelings or just, <laughs> right. oh my gosh, or it might be too much. It might be too much. It might be too much for that person. I don't want to make their life more difficult. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Meanwhile, the codependent just feels like we can just take it on. Oh, that doesn't work for you. No problem. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take yeah. So yeah, I, yeah, that's interesting. I loved what you said. You gave me goosebumps in that moment of, somebody who is bristling up against the boundary in a way, maybe further exploring that. Why is that person doing that? Is that person, what's going on there might not necessarily be, I don't want to put this person in a box for this conversation, but be mindful of that. What information is that telling you if that person isn't respecting you and your boundary is what I'm hearing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And we, we talk about this a lot, especially again, toxic dynamics, the person that we're trying to set a boundary with, well, like, gosh, they don't, every time I set the boundary, they keep pushing back and they keep push, breaking the boundary and, break, and it's like, oh, okay, let's get curious with that. What's yeah. happening there? Yeah. I came across this really, gosh, there were some just profiles on Instagram and I'm like, wow, where have you been all my life? There's some really good content out there. One was a chart that showed making a request versus setting a boundary. And all I can think about is, I don't know, like dishes after dinner. I think that might've been a little item on the list that talked about a request would be like, oh, it'd be really great if you could do the dishes tonight. Then the other boundary thing is I'm really tired and I'm going to do half. (laughs) So there was this distinction and and I, you can slice and dice that a lot of different ways, but I think foundationally it's saying, okay, are you making a request or are you setting a boundary? And there's clear differences in that and how you go about doing it. And being direct and being clear about it is really important too, not just being flimsy. But also the caveat to this is I've realized in this process of getting ready for our conversation today, I've not truly, I don't think anybody truly masters really good boundaries, but there are people who do it well. And I realize that I have such a great, like, I've got more runway because I've got more to learn here in this. And I'm like, wow, I make a lot of requests. I, I did not realize this, but I do. I make a lot of requests of people. No wonder I'm frustrated a lot of the times. So mm. I don't know if, if that connects with the work that you've done or if in terms of how to set the boundary or what the right way about doing it is, but I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Something you just said, actually, it leads into what I was just thinking as you were talking about that. Because yeah, with requests, it's a lot of this would be nice if, which kind of, if we were going to put it into boundaries, it'd be more like a leaning towards that porous boundary. But really with a boundary, it's this works, this doesn't work. So going back to the dishes, it's saying a request would be, yes, it'd be great if you could do the dishes tonight versus I, what works for me, what doesn't work for me, right? It works for me to do the dishes Monday, Wednesday, Friday, not Tuesday, Thursday. Mm -hmm. I'm going to need, I'm going to need help getting the dishes done Tuesday and Thursday. I can handle them Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm going to need you to take over them Tuesday and Thursday. Mm -hmm. Is that possible? That's a way that we can have that conversation, but we're in that we're setting the boundary around. I can only do it Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So if the answer is no, we can't, I can't do it Tuesday, Thursday. It's okay. So how are we going to solve that? Cause mm-hmm. I'm not able to do it Tuesday, Thursday. The mm-hmm. codependent would then say, Oh, okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'll take it on. And then what builds resentment. So as you were talking about making a lot of requests, I would almost, I'm going to guess that as you're making these requests, 
and maybe people aren't fulfilling them deep down there's probably a little bit of resentment that's starting to build oh, oh my gosh like what nailed in the it. world yeah <laughs> no wonder i'm walking around like this up on them and yeah. then it's but it goes to that point about and i've been exploring too about violation of boundaries so when there's a violation of a boundary what does that look like because okay say we had this nice buttoned up conversation i do monday mm -hmm. wednesday you know monday tuesday wednesday you do thursday friday whatever days mm -hmm. we set we're all mm -hmm. feeling good and mm -hmm. then boom, mm -hmm. I hold up my end of the bargain or mm -hmm. vice versa. They hold up their end of the bargain, but something's broken there. So what happens there? What happens then when the boundary gets violated? And that's what we were talking about with boundary busters. So what either that person's not respecting the boundary or maybe we're dropping the ball and not respecting the boundary that's been set. And then it's about having that open communication that says, Hey, this is what we agreed to yeah. because boundaries mean nothing. If there's not a consequence, if the boundary is not held. Right. Yeah. And so it, it comes back to coming back to that conversation and then having an idea of what's the consequence going to be if this doesn't get held up mm -hmm. because a boundary without a consequence is more like just a request. That's a really good, it'd be nice if it'd be nice if, yeah. but that's not what we're saying. We're actually saying, nope, need you to do this. Interesting. The other thing that kind of came up too was in some of my research was the whole idea of it's not so much the idea that when a boundary gets violated, it's not so much about that person most of the time violating our boundary. It's about us violating our own boundary that we set for ourselves. That whole concept just blew my mind. It was like the, you know, what the mind blowing emoji, like, I was mm. like, oh my gosh, it's usually me, but I'm all like dancing around, like mad at everybody else because they violated my boundaries when I didn't stick to what I said I needed and wanted. Mm -hmm. It wasn't being mm -hmm. self-respecting in that way. It goes back to this idea to say forgiveness is not for the other person. It's for ourselves. Yeah. It's the same concept, right? Where boundaries are actually for us. They're for our benefit. We're again, not saying we're drawing a line and we're pushing you out of our lives, but we're doing it for ourselves so that we can be within integrity of our own value system and our own needs, wants, and desires. Mm -hmm. And so when we hold to that, we're, we are staying in integrity with ourselves. And when somebody pushes our boundary and we let that happen, we don't stop and say, okay, that's not okay with me. We're actually out of integrity with ourselves. And that is a form of disrespect to ourselves. So it's just recognizing that boundaries are not just about external people. They're also about what why is this important to me personally right. and how is it going to help me continue to grow and evolve? And when we're talking about codependence, this is so important because the truth is if we're ever going to shift out of a codependent relationship into an interdependent one where each of us has our own identity and then we're overlapping with that, the us in that relationship, if we ever are going to be able to shift to that, those boundaries are extraordinarily important so that there is a place for me me to exist within mm -hmm. a relationship. I still has to be there. Yeah. And so if we're not willing to commit to those boundaries and hold them, what we're really saying is we're okay being codependent with this other person. We're okay giving up our identity. And the way that I really try to illustrate this with people in terms of what do I mean by codependence versus interdependence? Yeah. If you were to envision two circles, each person is a circle in a codependent relationship, they're basically on top of one another. So you really can't tell where each one is. They're blended. Interdependence is more like a Venn diagram where you can still see where each of the circles are. And then there's this overlapping area, which is the us, which is what we do together. But each person 
still has their own identity, their own desires, their own needs, their own goals and aspirations that can exist. They don't have to go away in order to be in a relationship. That's so good. <laughs> I know. I feel like at least in my journey, like that's been what I've been evolving to is more of those sort of healthy relationships, setting better boundaries, ultimately like being in an interdependent situation mm-hmm. with my relationships. And yeah, when you did the circle over top of the circle, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Um And I'm sure a lot of the listeners can relate to that, might even be in relationships right now, feeling that and feeling the heaviness of it all. And really, this is meant to be a reassuring talk to know that that we're not alone here. We're all in our own journey to self-liking and trusting ourselves and ultimately loving ourselves. But it takes extreme amount of time. But my therapist always says it only takes as long as you want it to take. And I'm like, now, come on now. <laughs> it takes time. Come on, give me that. It does take some time to unlearn all this stuff. It absolutely does take time. And that's why I really talk to people about self-compassion and recognizing that all of this, we are as humans are always growing and evolving. And if we're committed to our growth and our evolution, then it's all about continuing to stay, take those aligned steps forward. And when I say aligned, I mean aligned with self, right? What are your values? Take those committed actions. And as long as you're continuing to take committed action forward, it doesn't matter if there are really tiny steps, because even those tiny steps will compound to create the bigger change that you're looking yes. for. And so giving yourself that kindness, that grace to take that time, whatever it may be, because time is arbitrary. So for one person, maybe that time is a year, but for somebody else, it's going to take five or six years. It doesn't, it's all arbitrary. It's you just committing to yourself at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. That's really, that's well said. I know we have just a few minutes left and I just wanted to ask, you just did a podcast on boundaries. I think it was related to highly sensitive people Mm -hmm. came out maybe a week Mm -hmm. or two ago for the (laughs) listeners. I highly recommend that you check out comedy's podcast. It's rise up, live in your joy. Is that the right? Live joy your way. Yep. Live joy your way. way. Thank you for correcting me. (laughs) Please check out that if you're looking for additional resources on boundaries. But I want to ask you, Kamini, do you recommend any books that maybe you've read or your clients, like you've shared with your clients that would be helpful if they want to further explore boundaries? boundaries? Terry Cole's Boundary Boss. And I think I even have a blog article on my website that references her That is a great book in terms of really taking you step-by-step in being able to set boundaries. A great sort resource that she is. And she also does talk about highly sensitive people. So we're talking about like really highly empathic people, highly just really attuned to other people. Because what happens with highly sensitive people is it's very difficult to try to set boundaries because we're taking on the emotions of everybody around us. So it's just being very cognizant and aware of how you're showing up is really important as you're working towards setting boundaries. So that actually would be my number one recommendation when it comes to boundaries. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. Any closing thoughts, anything that you want to touch on that is on your heart? Sometimes we don't get to all the things and I know we could probably spend an hour. Anything else, any final advice? on? Again, I go back to when you're starting to set boundaries, it can feel really scary and there can be a lot of fear involved. And utilizing self-compassion, really that kindness over judgment, because as you start setting boundaries, people will have a reaction to it. And it's so easy to get down on yourself and let that inner critic take over and say, okay, this isn't safe. Let me not do this. And I really just encourage people to be kind to themselves and go back to what's their why there? What's the purpose behind those boundaries and recognizing that it's because I have a need. 
And and each individual person's needs do matter. It's not because you're being selfish. It's because it's a very selfful act. When we are able to set these boundaries and we're able to honor ourselves, then we are able to show up in these relationships in a much more authentic way, which allows space for our relationships to actually be healthier. So beautiful. Are you accepting clients now for life coaching? I am. I am. Right now, I actually do have a full book right at this exact moment that we're recording this, but I do have a a wait list. So I make sure that anybody who reaches out, we absolutely can figure out the best time to to get started. So if somebody is interested, they just have to reach out and they can hop over to my website, commonywood.com and find the information on that. Awesome. Awesome. I really appreciate you, Comedy, your perspective. There's something super grounding and very comforting your words that you're using and how you're expressing yourself. I just feel that. So I know the listeners are going to feel it. Certainly check out comedy and thank you comedy for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the show. For more support, please check out my website at unstuckonyou.com or on Instagram at unstuckonyou. Let's get unstuck together.